Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Today's podcast guest is breakout singer Shab, who's here to talk about her journey traveling to America from Iran as a young teenager, going viral on YouTube during lockdown, and her new album, Euphoria, that's out later this year. So welcome, Shab. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Alice. You are so welcome. You're such a sort of sunny personality to have on this podcast. It's bright in my day already. Yes, I have been looking forward to doing this and uh, I'm excited to be on here with you. Good, good. So um, I know you just said off air you're very busy today doing lots of different things. So whereabouts are you today? So we're getting ready for a show that's coming up uh, May 7th. It's called DIFA. So basically DIFA is a, they raise awareness for AIDS and um, and Neiman Marcus is basically sponsoring them and there's a bunch of other um people that are sponsoring but that's like the biggest their biggest sponsor and i was just honored that they asked me to do it because they haven't had any um, act for the past two years because of the pandemic and COVID. so i'm sort of like their first act back and we want to really make this show special for them and amazing and believe it or not lady gaga performed there 2008 and her career took off i'm like in tears literally saying this is because this this show is just magic. Anybody that goes there is just really um, Kylie Minogue performed there. Erica Badu, just to name a few, oh, and wow. and uh, little me now. So I'm I'm just uh, I'm honored and excited all in one. So wow, yeah. so we're getting ready for artists to go before you though. No pressure. Absolutely, they're all <laughs> so amazing. Yes, it's an honor. How did you come to um, be involved with this organization then, or how did they come to reach out to you to play at this um, event? So I did a char- another charity, which of course I'm big in helping people. I'm like, okay, we're entertaining, entertaining, but we're also raising money. Mm. Um, I did it for um, in October. It's called a Hope Supply, which uh, my live videos are actually streaming now on YouTube. You can see my live first time ever performance in English because I'd never done it before, and uh, I was a little nervous and scared. But you know what? Um, you know, they say chance favors a prepared mind and I did everything I needed to do and God was there. And so everything went beautifully and we raised 350,000 for these homeless children. And I was just uh, static and uh, I love the organization so much. So basically the people that put this organ- put this together for us and build the stage, they also build the stage every year for the, um, for the DIFA for the past, uh, you know, 15 years. <laughs> and uh, they liked me so much and my mannerism and they just thought I was so positive and amazing and they loved the show so much and they thought I would be a perfect fit. So they pitched me for DIFA and DIFA checked me out and they were just like, oh my God, yeah, we love yeah we would love to have her on here Incredible! yeah what a great thing to be a part of as well and um so what are you up to at the moment then what's a typical day in your life looking like this week or um just over the past few weeks um not to lie it's been a pretty hectic as I was telling you earlier (laughs) um Alice I just I was in London for about nine days I had some press tour and uh from music to my heart we are um doing some tours out there and uh, had some interviews and live interviews, which because sometimes is a in-person interview is just so much more uh, different, you know. And so it was yeah. just so nice to meet people face to face, and they got to know me and my personality and why I'm really doing this and what the songs are about. And just we fell in love with each other. So that's why I said I have a big heart for for UK and uh, the British people. That you guys are just such beautiful people, and are 
I'm just like enamored. And uh, you guys welcomed me with open arms. And after that, um, we went to LA for almost uh, 10 days to shoot two new music videos that I have two new singles that are coming out for my new album, which is going to be called Euphoria. And Euphoria, um, we already have about nine songs done. We have about three more to finish. It's already done. But so, yeah, a lot of amazing things are happening. Um, but since getting back from that, I was a bit um, startled because I do have two babies and I have a five-year-old son. His name is Raphael. And my daughter's name is Shiloh. She's three and a half. And so coming back to my normal life again, I had to do a readjusting. Okay. Um, I don't think it hit me that hard at first when I got back, but I was definitely tired and I didn't know it when I was just trying to honor my body and, um, and myself to make sure I get rest. So I can catch up to my daily grind and, uh, making sure I'm waking up early to, to take care of me, to work out. And then I, I want to set the day for the kids. And, mm. um, you know, I always tell them to pray. We pray in the morning, we pray at night before going to bed. And when I drop them on the school, I always tell them to put themselves in a little bubble and I show them this bubble. I'm like, this is your protective bubble. This is your superhuman. So you don't let anything bad in. If something upset you, don't yell, don't be upset. Just uh, use your words and, um, kindness is your superpowers so that's like a mom life oh that's so nice though and but yeah what a contrast doing all these press tours in England and then going back and doing the school run I love it yeah I'm, I'm not lying at first it was a little bit I was like whoa I was I didn't know where I was <laughs> jet lag as but well coming yeah. To- Oh yeah, when I can when I came to London, I I did not sleep for four days. I mean, I wouldn't fall asleep till late, and I would have to wake up early because we would have. And so my sleep was definitely messed up. And then like two days before we left, I was like perfectly sleep sleeping. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> That's always the way, isn't it? You just get on the time zone and then you go back. Yeah, but coming back to US is a lot was a lot easier because we got back late and we were just already so tired from the traveling, so we just like slept through the night. So that that's good. Yeah, that 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 adjusted us for sure. Yeah. Oh, um, did you watch anything good on the plane? Oh, oh my gosh, yes. Um, I watched Gucci. The, oh the, yes, the, Lady the Gaga. Name. I really enjoyed that. Lady, Lady Gaga. She was amazing. I was Wasn't just, uh, I was like, wow, just such a good movie. And uh, the story about the family of Gucci and you never know what people are going through in their life. I mean, they're just like, they could be so wealthy and so famous and so rich and they're just still hurting inside. And you just never know. Uh, that's why I always say just to be a little bit kinder because everybody's going through something. But mm. since we're already on the subject, um, I feel like there's a lot of people that are like suffering with anxiety and um, mental health. Mm, and, yeah. you know, the way I like try to heal myself, because a lot of like, seems like a lot of celebrities go through that too, and models and singers. And um, the way I look at this, and when I focus on other people, and helping other people, and I put my focus on them, uh, and help somebody or do something nice for someone, guess what, all my, all of those false delusions disappear. It's amazing. Mm. Every time I do that, I do something nice for someone else. It could just be a text or like something of a motivational. It just makes my day so much better. And I forget about my own problems. And I'm just like, you know what? There's other people that have less than me. And I bring it back to gratitude. And it's it's something that I have to do on a daily basis because I feel like I get the secret of one night. I'm like, oh my God, I figured life out. (laughs) And then the (laughs) next day, I'm like, oh, wait a second. Why am I still mad about something that, you know? So you just, it's a constant challenge, you know? And I think God is just 
showing us through because he wants us to be stronger. And, you know, once you pass, it's like a video game. I mean, I honestly think life is like a, it's like the matrix movie and it is a video game because you just keep going on the next level. And, um, (laughs) you know, and (laughs) it's like, okay, you pass this level, you're good. Okay. All right. Now you get like new wings to go to that next level and you get a new life. So it's kind of like, I always see life in a sense of a video game, but of course it's real life. And, uh, you know, you could bleed, you could be hurt, but you know, you just got to protect yourself and your heart and your mind and your spirit and your soul. Um, give yourself love and live in gratitude. Gratitude changes everything. It really does. And I love that. And, um, just for the purposes of our listeners, obviously you'll know this, but people that don't know your story. So you're from Iran, you're the youngest of 13 children raised by an incredible sounding mother after your father sadly passed away when you were very young. You traveled to Germany as a kid and then later the U S to join your family in Baltimore, right? When I think you were only 14. So that is quite the journey, very tumultuous. It sounds. So what do you remember about this whole time? Wow. Yeah. I, I was raised by a very strong female. My pa- my dad passed when I was six months old. And, so you know, sorry. I always thought like I would definitely be a daddy's girl just because my dad was the lover. I mean, my mom is like the discipline, <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. but maybe I wouldn't have turned out the way I am. You know, I, I really lucked out with my mom. I mean, she's just like a freaking angel, man. Like this woman is just so, um, she she just gives so much of herself to others you know and uh and she i remember she would give to the poor and like she, we would have extra food and she would make all of this extra food and she would send us out to give to other people and she always she never pushed religion on us but you know what she would say just be a good person treat yes. people good that's very important treat yourself and others good and she always bestowed that in our minds and um just to have a kind heart and to be respectful Oh my God. I mean, she, she was a hard, she was a hard mom, but in a really good way. Um, Mm. I honestly am everything I am because of my family, my brothers, my sisters, my mom, um, my mom, you know, like I, it's just been such a blessing. And she, she raised 13 of us by herself because my dad had passed. I was six months old. So the baby of 13, um, but she didn't turn into drugs. She didn't turn into alcohol or smoking, nothing. She didn't get married. She basically like gifted her life and sacrificed her youth. Like she was so young and beautiful. I mean, she was 39 when my dad died. Wow. Like I, I was 30, I was 36 when I had my son, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow. Um, I mean, even till today, she still loves my dad, but having a strong um, and a strict like parent, I, I honestly think like we really need that in our society more than ever because things just become so contaminated and touched with so many different things. And there's just like social media, there's YouTube, there's, you know, and so we just have to protect our, our kids and our minds and, you know, there's, to see how far we can go with this. Um, so. Mm, absolutely. And um, can I only imagine how difficult it would be. So when you were in, I suppose, when in Baltimore, let's go to that. So did you already, you must've already spoken English by then, or did you have to learn it when you were there? Oh yeah, no, I didn't speak a word of English. I spoke German because I lived in of Germany. Course, I went to right. boarding. Yeah, I went to boarding school in Kassel, and uh, I loved Europe. I, I honestly feel like uh, when I was there, I was so independent at age like twelve, and I would take the Straßenbahn, which is like the little train in the middle. Mm-hmm. I knew where I was going. I went to school. I went to the after school program, and um, I was like this little independent, like <laughs> little human. You know, it's so, I love so that. amazing yeah. at that. Yeah, it was so awesome. I mean, and it's just so safe there. You know, you don't have to worry about goofy stuff. And uh, so, uh, but I would go to my tennis lessons. And so I, I, I love Germany. I love Europe. 
um, I mean, my home is America. I am an American citizen. So I'm Persian American, but I always, uh, you know, I always feel like part of the world is is inside of me. That's why um, I love my sound, which is kind of like world pop, and that's mm-hmm. what I want to do. I want to, I want to bring like. I just want to bring the world together somehow. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but um, my goal is to 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 kind of bring the children of the world together and uh, just make something beautiful. I mean, Michael Jackson did it so well, and some bad things came after that with him. But I feel like as a female, maybe I could step up there and just bring the world together, you know, somehow. Mm. Well, through music is a good start, I suppose, isn't it? So, what were your musical influences um, at a young age and growing up in? Germany and then later in Baltimore and in Iran I guess if you can remember I'm not sure how old you were so let's start from Iran I remember being young we would have like we would have like dance parties I mean there would break dancing remember break dancing when it first came out like flash dance and all that (laughs) so like that movie that those songs I didn't know what they were saying but I thought it was so beautiful and uh I just, I mean, the English language is so pretty and just, um, even when you just add that British accent, like the way you're speaking, I think it's just so sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. We aim to please. You're welcome. You're welcome. And so ABBA, we loved, I liked ABBA. We listened to, of course, Michael Jackson. We listened uh, to uh, Bee Gees. Um, So yeah, there, there's a, there's a lot of, um, there was a lot of uh, music that um, we listened to, and um, so, but yeah, I, I loved um, everything about um, you know, you know about the the music. So from Germany, um, Germany was more like the late eighties, like early nineties stuff. I would want to say like late nineties, yeah, late nineties. Um, it was just a mix of a bunch of stuff. I don't really like when I'm thinking about it, like snap. I mean, there's just so many like older artists like that um, I could think of. Um, but, and then of course in the U S I mean, like Ricky Martin, when he first came out, you know, Jennifer Lopez. And I like some, I like some of the R and B, um, you know, Tupac. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, there's just so many that, you know, uh, you know, of course, like I like the jazzy stuff too. Ella Fitzgerald and Frank Sinatra and, um, there's so many amazing artists, you know, Bono. So just so many to name, but I love music. I love all sorts of music. You know, I just love music. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's great to hear. Big um, range of influences there, which kind of makes sense. And um, But it's almost, there's been a lot of things that perhaps would have meant that you easily could not have done music. So obviously you had a lot of jobs when you were a teenager, working three jobs at the same time, really different experience to your peers probably. And then you, you went to uni, didn't you? And you did. Uh, I think it was um, international studies and marketing and also then law school for a while. So what led you back to music after all of these different, um, you know, educational pursuits? Yeah, I just, I loved to do something in law um, because I felt like maybe, you know, if I know law, then I could help people in a different, uh, different way because then you know law, Mm -hmm. but, um, and so, but, um, I just, I was sitting in a classroom and I was in my class, I was taking the class and I was sitting next to a girl and I'm just looking at the, at the board and I'm like, oh, this is not what I really want. Like, why am I going to even start that? Like, I've already just been in school all my life. (laughs) You know, I literally didn't even have a break. Like I just graduated college. I'm straight going to law school. Um, um, so, so then from there, um, I, I told her and she's like, why, then why, then why don't you do it? 
And I was like, oh my gosh, she's right. Then what did I do? So basically I, I uh, dropped out <laughs> without telling my family. And so <laughs> I kind of stayed through the semester and then enjoyed Florida for like five months. And I was like, that was nice. I was like, I needed this rest. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> I you want to study on it. I don't want to be sitting in a classroom. I want to re- learn from real life, you know? And so that's why, because I've been to so many d- different schools in my life, I would like love to build schools one day. I want to build like the most amazing schools for, for kids that mm. are just like, don't even want to go to school. They don't want to even go home <laughs> because it's <laughs> yeah. so amazing. So, um, but yeah, that was, that was kind of like an epiphany where you just kind of like, where's my life going? And what do I want to do with that? You know, so, and that's when I just decided, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do the music, but it didn't happen right away. I went back home to Baltimore now, maybe a couple of restaurants. So I was basically helping family with the restaurants. Um, mm. So then that's what I did. And then music came a little later. Um, and I was just like, okay, this is my calling. And, but I was just scared of the fame. There was like a lot of the stuff happening in Hollywood and it was just scary for me because I'm just, I'm, I'm sort of like a sponge. So I have to really be careful the kind of people I hang out with, or, yeah. you know, so I, I protect myself because I know the way I am. So, um, and I was just kind of scared of the fame and, uh, and I said, no, it's not for me. I'm not going to do it. So I kind of told God, I was like, no, don't give me. I'm not ready for this uh, gift right now. So at the years later, of course, I had my baby. My my son was born, Raphael, and he was three, four months. And I was like, okay, I feel like I'm more stable now. I, I could, I could, I could. Uh, if you still want to send me that gift, God, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm I'll take it. <laughs> I love, I love you, Father, Father. <laughs> so, but yeah, and then um, things just started happening. I went to the computer and I started typing, and I was already doing Persian music by then. So. Mm. Um, but I was dabbling in things and stuff like that. And I came across Damon Sharp and, and, uh, and I saw he's a family guy that was really attractive to me because I already had, you know, somebody in my life and, um, cause you hear stories, but I was just, he's such a good guy. I mean, he gets my vibe and everything he's produced for Jennifer Lopez and Ariana Grande, just to name a few. And there's mm-hmm. so many other ones. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's been such a blessing to when, when the universe, when you kind of surrender something magical happens, you know, uh, um, the universe just says, okay, you're ready for this next stage. It's almost like being in the video game again, right? Okay. You yeah. pass this stage. You're ready for this. Let me, let me send this to you now mm-hmm. without force. You just, you just let it, let it go, let it flow. And things just happen, embrace it and surrender to it. So yeah. And just go with it. And it's incredible really. Cause I saw your, um, your debut English language single. So spell on me, it did really well in the video that you shot in California oh. in the desert, got more than 2 million views. I mean, incredible numbers. When did you realize the oh. song and this video were starting to take off? Um, I had a feeling because Damon had given me a song, which was called uh, down to the wire and down to the wire was, um, uh, it was just such a good song. It's actually on Infinite Love, my album that was released uh, February last year. And so then, then he gave me another song. It's called Ain't Thinking About You. It's kind of like a breakup anthem, but it's just so cute. And the words are so much fun. So then after that, I was getting inspired. I was, I never wrote me. I mean, I never wrote songs before, but um, I knew that one day I'll uh, have the courage to, and uh, I knew I would be good at it. But whenever I just put my mind into something and I just really focus, I can kind of stab into that uh, power. And I, then I did it. I was like, you know what, Damon, I have an idea. Why don't we do a song that has like a Middle Eastern beat, kind of like a world pop, something that just bring two worlds together, the old world and the new world. 
he's like, oh my God, I love it. What are your, um, send me all everything that you have, you know, your lyric ideas and things like that. And I said, I got you. And so some people told me, oh, you already trying to get away from that Middle Eastern vibe. And why are you going to do it again? I said, well, that's part of me. Like it's my ancestral. So I want to bring some flavor to it. So, but you know what? I listened to my gut and I, I did it anyways. And that's why I said, listen to your gut. The first one is always the right one. Do it, go with it, run with it. Mm, I couldn't agree more. And is it important for you to carry these um, Persian influences in your music, especially in your English, English language music? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there, there's so many influences that I, I try to interact and I, we actually have another, uh, song that's, uh, coming on the second album, Euphoria that has kind of like the Middle Eastern, sexy, beautiful vibe. And, uh, um, like to me, like music, um, I want it to be like where kids can listen to it. Like they can do the TikTok videos. It's cute. Mm. Um, it's not overly too sexy, but it's just cute, girlsy, you know, like fun. Yeah. Um, I like those kind of stuff. Like that, that's what gets me, like gets my attention. Mm. And um, obviously I, I wanted to ask you, the music industry clearly is, you know, it's hard to crack for anyone. I'm um, just curious, what are your thoughts on it given, you know, you're a mother of two, as you've said, you're not a woman like many are, you know, cracking the industry in their teens or other 20s. You're getting your big break and during a pandemic as well. Yeah, you know what? The the thing is, I, I honestly feel like uh, when I, I would love to inspire other women that are married and they want to go after their dream. Maybe it's not singing, but maybe is uh, I don't know, writing comedies. <laughs> yeah. I, it doesn't matter. They want to be a designer. Hey, you know what? Do it. Like nobody is saying that age, don't put age as your just age is not a, who cares? Like, okay, 40, does 40 have to be a certain like look or just think of it like a level? Like, okay, this is how much yes. you've been on earth lessons, <laughs> the lessons of earth, you know, kind of like, this is, we're on a level. There's no age like to say, well, you can do that. There's plenty of people that are going to support you when you're authentic, when, when, you know, you, you love what you do and it shows and you really love people and you're doing it for a greater power, um, then it sh- shines and shows through. Mm, and absolutely. the right people, the right people will support you. The right, right people will love you. And if, if you're going to say, well, there's enough, so many artists, there's so many famous people already. Well, why would people like me? You know, but you can't think like that. No, the world needs your talents. The world needs your love because we're all like so beautiful and uniquely made in his image, you know? So we all need to, to, to put our talents out there. And if that's something is your calling, then you know what? Do it. Don't second guess it. You will find a way. Don't worry about how it's going to happen. Take one day at a time and go after your dreams. Don't ever let that dream die because that dream will die with you. Mm. I'm loving the positivity. I'm about to uh, maybe going to record my debut <laughs> single now after you've Aww. said that. You're inspiring me. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Oh, that's lovely, though. I'd love to hear that. And um, you did mention, obviously, your your uh, your new singles earlier. So those are Skin oh. and bones and ain't thinking about you, as you mentioned earlier. Yes. So um, you've been working a lot with Damon, as you said. So um, the songs are quite different in themes. You know, one's kind of like you can't live without someone. Obviously, I'm not sure who it's about. And the other one's quite opposite. It's quite fun, I suppose, and sassy. So was this intentional that these two songs are, you know, going to be out and they're saying quite different things? Yes. Um, when I wrote those songs, uh, what I do, um, you said what I do first, right? You want me to talk about that? And yeah, sure. Get involved? 
Okay. So what I do came out of a kind of, it was like a traumatic to my heart, to my being. And so it was just hurt, hurtful where the, the, the place I was in and, and the darkness I was going through and all I just wanted to do and stay in that darkness. And I was just like, you know what, I'm going to own it. I'm going to stay in this until I figure out how I can really come out of it. I don't want to sugarcoat it. I don't want to put it, put it under the rug. I'm going to face my fear and I'm going to face my demon in this right now. And I just like sat down with it and it was painful, but I just, I would just cry and I was just like, no, I I got this. And I would just ask for strength. And I I talked to God, I would pray about it. So when I wrote what I do is basically like you said, the angels and me free. So basically it's God's love that healed me through that pain. It was the angels that were invisible, but they were there. I felt them. It's just like that heat on your body. You can feel it. And, you know, you just feel like this evoking of hug, like someone is hugging you without hugging you. Um, I feel these things. Like I'm I'm really connected to the universe and God. Um, so that song came out of that experience and I was able to put it into words. Um, and Skin and Bones came out of a traumatic experience. My, um, my um, partner, Rob, whom I have the two babies with, he was in a catastrophic car accident and he almost died. And uh, imagine I just did my first music, big music video spell on me. And it was just a lot of pressure on me already to make sure it's, it's, we're going to get it right. Um, I know it's going to be good, but you know, there's always that pressure. It's the first video, you know, you're just meeting all these people for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so um, after d- shooting that music video, the next day I was going to the studio to <laughs> believe it or not, um, do music to my heart. Um, so then when I was in the studio, as soon as I, I, f- I was not, fe- I was feeling uneasy. I don't know that day. I was just not really happy. I should have been happy. I just did my first major music video. I'm recording my next song and it should have been a happy day for me, but I was feeling really sad. Again, the universe, the nudges that like, I felt something bad. So the, of course the police calls me and I said that Rob might be dying. Like he oh, was in no. a car accident. Yes, Robert. So then I just was like, oh my God, I, I didn't know what to do. And I was trying to get the charter, charter jet back, but there was nothing available. So I had to go next thing, like five in the morning, I, I was able to go back, come back to Dallas. And so um, I saw him in a hospital, broken in pieces. And uh, I just, I was just like, I started crying. I was like, I didn't know what to do. I mean, I have two little babies. We're doing this career. I mean, even now when I think, no, it's not when I think it's just, you know, like, but God is just so good. He just, you know, when I saw Ron, like, I couldn't believe it. And I just said, God, please, like, save him. Like, please, he has these kids and we need to, we need, we need him. You know, we need, like, don't take him with you. We still have work to do for you here, Father. You know, so, of course, then, you know, he was in a hospital for a month. I mean, he did uh, therapy and he was um, in the ICU. So it was just a really, really hard day. It's already passed. And I, I just would pray. And all I did was pray. And then, you know, my life just kept getting better. It's like passing those um, stages in that video game. <laughs> and you just keep going to the next level. And that's what happened. And when I look at my life now and I look back, I'm like, I see all these prayers that God has answered. <laughs> so why is this the proof knowing that God exists? Mm, and please he's tell me he's fine. okay. He's he's fine now and yeah, recovered. He, no, or? of course. Oh, oh my god. god, he's fine. <laughs> no, he is. He answered my prayer because he he healed Rob. That's what I'm saying. Mm. So when I look at my life and all the things that God has done for me and the things that I had asked for Him that I have now, the prayers that were answered, 
I always just start tearing up and driving or something, you know, it's just, I'm just like, God is so good. Oh, I'm so yeah, happy so for you and your family that he's fine. <laughs> Thank God. Thank you. Yes. What a horrible I mean, he still has- thing to go through. But like you say, a horrible level as well. I hope you have some nice, easy levels after this one. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's been, <laughs> it's just been a lot. I'm like, well, yeah. you know what? I'm just ready for some good fun to help people. Let's make things happen. Let's create. Yes. I'm all about that creation mode right now. You know, I'm just doing some amazing things for the, for the people, for the world, entertaining just, you know, through music and helping healing through all of that modalities. Mm. And um, looking forward to the album. You said it's called Euphoria, right? Correct. And when and, is uh, that I've out, only, do you think? Euphoria is probably going to come out end of May. Oh, that's soon. I mean, I'm sorry. End of, no, no, no. The, the singles are coming out end of May. I apologize. And Euphoria is sometimes mid-summer. We're not exactly sure. It could be end of July. It could be 1st of August. Okay. But definitely sometimes in the summer, um, mid or end. Okay. And what can, um, what can we expect to hear on your album? What kind of influences or what kind of themes or what kind of topics will be covered on that from you? So Euphoria is going to have, um, the sound is different. I feel like I've grown so much into my music and uh, I'm more confident in my voice and the way I'm trying to relay the message. And all my songs have a meaning and a message to, um, like I wrote a lot during the pandemic and I was just so saddened for a world and I would cry a lot for, for the world. I would just keep, I would cry. I couldn't stop crying. I'm like, God, please help us, you know? And so there's a song that's called, I'll tell you, and it's okay. It's called um, Indestructible. And basically when I wrote that, um, I was like, you know what? We're superhuman and uh, our, 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 our bodies healing capabilities are so powerful that um, we can literally heal ourselves. And so that's when that song, when I wrote that song um, about the pandemic and sort of like um, that you're superhuman and you're indestructible. Mm. You know, you might get sick, but you know what? Your body will get even stronger than before. Um, So there's like a lot of like really inspirational songs. There's a song, um, there's, there's um, um, Crisscross. It's the next one single that's coming out hopefully in uh, in May. We're not sure exactly what day to be announced. And uh, Serenity is another song that um, like when I even sing it, sometimes I tear up because it's just about, the love for the people you love or the, the they're like human form and sunshine or the love you have for yourself, the love you have for God, you know, and it's like, um, and when you're with somebody that you feel so safe and happy in their presence, um, that's the feeling of serenity, you know? So um, there's a lot of amazing songs and I'm, uh, I'm really excited for the second album. Honestly, I'm oh, not going to lie. <laughs> I'm excited for you, especially now after talking to you and hearing about your experiences and all of the different things you've gone through and what this album's going to be. Um, it's going to be a celebration definitely after a really hard well few years for everyone, but especially considering Aww. what you've said. Um, Thank you. So it's such a pleasure to talk to you and hear all about your music and what's inspired you and what you've been through. Thank you so much. And you can find me on Shab um, on, on Instagram, Shab Music Official. And I also have um, uh, Shab Music Official Facebook and as well as um, shabofficial.com. You can go to my website. And then lastly, but not least, um, uh, YouTube. So you can see all my live videos mm-hmm. and that's Shab Music um, Official as well. So 
Um, thank you again for your time. I hope you heal and get well soon and your body gets stronger and uh, God bless you guys. I, I, I love, I love my UK people. I have mad love for you guys. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> it was such a pleasure to talk to you. We'll keep an eye on everything coming out with you and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you, sweetheart. God bless you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.